It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Let's roll on a Monday. Happy to be with you. It is Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Alongside me, Alex White, as always here. Alex, it's good, good to see you. The, uh, a dramatic NFL day yesterday. Five game-winning field goals with triple zero on the clock. An uh, early window that kind of lost its mind late. Uh, and a Sunday night football game that was every bit as awful as I thought it was going to be. So we were right on the money, at least on that, <laughs> for that. But uh, it's, it's good to have you here, as always. That under was pretty easy. No sweat there. But, yeah, one of the more entertaining Sundays, that's for sure. I really uh, got into a lot of those games there. Cincinnati-Houston, down to the wire. That one was really good. Um, and then I kind of called that, didn't I? Baltimore will go up, put a lot of points on Cleveland. I didn't expect that. Um, from behind victory from them there. But, yeah, really good games yesterday. The Ravens blowing a big lead in that game to Cleveland. The Browns, 33-31. Hopkins at the gun gets it done. That entire division still over 500. If Cincinnati had won as a five-and-a-half-point favorite, that whole division would be six or six and three and or better. Uh, of course, Pittsburgh did, Pittsburgh did what the Steelers have done all year. They got outgained. They honestly got completely outplayed in the second half, but still found a way. It didn't matter. Uh, 23 uh, to 19, uh, uh, a, a win for Pittsburgh and a really just a miserable non-cover if you had Green Bay because they had a block PAT mixed in there. You had the lateral that was clearly a, a backwards pass that they somehow upheld on replay. Uh, but regardless, a, a win is a win is a win for Pittsburgh. I just... think I had both of those defenses a little overrated because I was pretty high on that under, and uh, they made both of those offenses look very good. I, uh, you know, what I, I think with Pittsburgh's defense, uh, they're turnover. Yes, they're turnover happy when they're not forcing turnovers that are creating points. It doesn't look as good, but hey, they picked off love twice on both of the last two drives, uh, getting it done twenty three to nineteen. Uh, and now one, the Giants are barely an NFL team anymore. Uh, I'll actually ask Vinny, because uh, Vinny Maliulo will be with us a little bit later. Uh, we'll ask him how he's, how you now, and again, they don't have the worst record. Carolina has got a worse record. Arizona has an equal amount of wins now. How do you handle a team now that has A, seemingly given up, B, has no quarterback, uh, and, uh, and C, is already underwhelming from a talent perspective anyway uh, from the behind-the-scenes side. Uh, before we actually get uh, uh, the name Maliulo, uh, going to be a common sight here on the desk today, uh, before we get uh, uh, actually to uh, Vinny's daughter, Ellen Maliulo Garcia Alvarez, uh, talking some Formula One in a few moments, I do want to touch on tonight real quick, Alex. We'll get we'll get our, our bets that we have later in the show on this game, but I just want to bring this up because behind us, it's the biggest number on the board right now across town south point has eight on this game up from seven and seven and a half earlier in the weekend uh denver at buffalo bills of course just not the same team since all those defensive injuries have happened uh josh allen still has incredible pff grades qbr grades that just don't seemingly match up with the performances week in and week out uh, I, I, I'll get to my play later, Alex, but I have a feeling yet again, not quite a Texas Tech game on a college side when it's you and me, but I have a feeling we're probably going to be opposite tonight. Uh, Bills seven and a half or eight right now. Total sitting at 47 and a half. I was very tempted to look at that over, but you know, these Monday night games, 10 and one to the under this season and the Broncos defense has looked much improved over the past few weeks, so I passed on that one. We'll uh, get to our side bets later, though. Oh yeah, that, don't worry, there will be some of those. By the way, last night on that on that uh, Sunday night game, twenty eight points, not even a sweat on the thirty six and a half. I did have some no touchdown going as well. And you almost got <laughs> almost there. almost got there. Uh, Michael Myers touchdown, the only one that uh, that happened in that Sunday night game, uh, just due north of here at. Allegiant Stadium. All right, let's uh, let's bring one more her... game you can't yeah. forget about Minnesota Vikings. Oh, Josh Dobbs! What a story with Josh Dobbs yet again. Even though it got a little hairy, a little bit. Uh, twenty-seven to three to twenty-seven to nineteen. 
New Orleans even had a Hail Mary at the end of the game. Isn't that, uh, that ironic, though? They came back when Jameis Winston got into the game. But, you know, good, bad, and ugly with him because we saw that beautiful touchdown throw to Chris Olave, who we haven't seen much of with Derek Carr, and it looked great. But then you saw his his panic mode, kind of, right? Look, look Jameis Winston, to me, for entertainment value alone, is the most entertaining quarterback in the NFL because anything can happen on any play, whether it's like that touchdown throw to Olave, which was as good of a throw to happen in the league yesterday, other than the two touchdowns Burrow threw, which were just unbelievable touchdown passes. Or he can do that. The man had a 30-30 season two years ago, or in 2019, four years ago, which is unheard of. 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions in that final year in Tampa Bay for Jameis. So, and, and I will say this, it doesn't shock me that that offense functioned better with Carr out. I know Derek Carr, uh, I know he, he has a little bit of a track record of being at least a reasonable quarterback. He ain't that guy anymore. Even if he is healthy, I would go with Jameis if I was New Orleans. But hey, New Orleans might might be able to get away with going 7-10 and 10 and winning the NFC South without disgusting that division. No one wants right it. Now. No one wants to win that division. Well, I will say this. You were close on the Atlanta bet yesterday yeah. where you were right to take the money line instead of laying the points. Of course, Arizona ended up kicking a field goal, winning the game at the horn. Kyler Murray looked pretty good yes, in his return. Um, but uh, yes, that division, uh, Tampa won yesterday, at least a good win for them. Uh, and then uh, Carolina, of course, losing on a Thursday night uh, and the worst record in the NFL at 1-8 and eight right now. All right, let's bring her in. Ellen Maliul, Garcia Alvarez, F1 correspondent. <laughs> I, of course. Uh, well, welcome in. We were happy to have you here today. Do the Malulo name proud. Uh, your, 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 your dad, of course, uh, Vinny's daughter, uh, just beaming that we were going to have you in today. So uh, we're, we're very happy to have you. Just to, let, let's just start with some, some basics here on this. Of course, it has been the talk of the town, uh, <laughs> not always positive, to put it politely, uh, with everything that the construction and everything that has led up to this weekend. The race is finally here. It was a humongous deal when the deal was signed between Formula One and the city of Las Vegas. And now that the race is here, just let's just go through the basics. This is not just a one-day event. Yeah. And there are a lot of things leading up to that race that begins late at night on Saturday here in town. Yes, that's correct. So... Wednesday, it's going to be the opening ceremonies. And then Thursday, we're going to have the first two practice sessions. So that'll be the first time that these teams and drivers actually have their car on this circuit. And during that time, they'll be able to kind of make some tweaks to their setups, kind of get a better idea of what kind of fuel load they want to have for the main event. Uh, Friday, they'll have their final practice session, and then that night, they'll go into the qualifying, which is three rounds, and they'll start with all 20 drivers and work their way down, and that's how they'll determine their grid positions for the big race Saturday night with one of the latest start times on the calendar. Yeah, what is that start time? So they're slated to start at 10 p.m., and that's also so we can get that amazing backdrop of the neon lights with the cars going past. So, and again, also too, a lot of the fan base for Formula One, and we were kind of having this conversation before where yeah. there are two monster sporting events here in town within four months of each other. Of course, the Super yes. Bowl uh, here in February, uh, actually exactly three months from now, uh, will be obviously more domestic fans, more people within the United States. This is a whole bunch of international fans coming to Las Vegas. And also in part of that start time, part of it, like you said, part of it is, yes, let's get the lights. Let's show Las Vegas off. Part of it is that it can make it easier for, for people uh, uh, in a big fan base for F1 in the Middle East. Uh, fan, fans in Europe are actually going to be able to have breakfast and racing over yes. in Europe this week. That's correct. And I know that that was part of one of the main other reasons they wanted to have it that late at night too. So they have the backdrop and then the majority of the fan base being outside of the United States will be able to, like you said, have their coffee and be watching these drivers go up to 212 miles per hour down Las Vegas Boulevard. So. Speaking of fans, how did you get so into Formula One? So obviously growing up in our house, I've been a big sports fan my whole life. 
and I am born and raised in Vegas. So growing up, we didn't have, you know, a lot of major sports to follow or teams to root for. But as things have come up, I've sort of made it my business to get involved, get excited and get informed. And when I found out that Formula One was coming to Vegas, I really had no idea about it. And I decided to kind of start researching. Of course, I did watch Drive to Survive, like a lot of fans have. And I just really fell in love with it. And I've, I've just found it's so fun to follow. Um, I found it easy to pick up on. And the fact that it's going to be here and in my home city is just all the more exciting. So can you tell us about the teams? Yes. So there's 10 teams. They each have two drivers. And throughout the year, there's two big prizes at stake. So there's the Drivers World Championship and then the Constructors. So the two drivers for each team, depending on where they finish in each race, they can accumulate points for themselves for the Drivers Championship, but then for the Constructor, so for their team championship. So it's very much a single sport, but a team sport. So just, again, we're going to save the betting for when your dad's in. <laughs> yes. But there are odds up right now here at the South Point. This, in my hand are the team odds. Uh, as you explained, of course, Red Bull is a humongous favorite because uh, uh, Mr. Verstappen is a dominant force in this, has already clinched. The, uh, the Drivers' Championship, uh, Red Bull has already clinched the team championship as right. well, in part because of Verstappen, who's won all but two races so far this year. Uh, and uh, there are all the odds also for the individual winner, which Verstappen right now is a minus 350 favor, which is not much of a shock. But just when you're you're talking about where I just brought up, like, yeah, the, the individual Drivers' Championship has already decided. that Even the team championship has already decided. But there's a lot more to race for going into this week for those other teams and those other racers because next year gets impacted by what happens in this race and the remaining races on the card this year. That's right. So obviously this is a very expensive sport. Um, the yes. lowest cost of one of these cars is estimated to be around 14 million. So the difference in these places that the constructors finish in could be the difference between like millions of dollars. So even if you're, maybe you were 10th place last year and you get ninth place this year, you're looking at a boatload of money that could really advance your car for next year. You know, it's it, it's kind of funny. Jerry's got that change rattling around in the couch, right, Jerry? Right? Yeah, see, he's, he's, fi he's finding it in pockets already, Alex. But uh, again, it's it really is a race that we, as locals here, it, again, like I said, mixed bag, yeah. uh, especially with all the construction that has happened on Las Vegas Boulevard uh, and especially on Koval Lane right behind as well. But it is exciting, Alex, for a city that, and both of you are, are, bo are born and raised in this city. I'm, I'm a transplant, like most of the city is. But to see the city just take off the last few years where the Golden Knights come in, immediate success, a cup championship in six years, the Raiders and the NFL, where the NFL... Uh, not too long ago was not allowing Tony Roma to have a fantasy draft championship in Las Vegas. And now here they are with the Super Bowl coming in February. It's pretty amazing what the city has been able to turn into. And I didn't even mention the NBA has their in-season tournament finals here right. next month. Oh yeah. And we have the summer league. That's been a huge yep. success here. And Frank always jokes, but I am the advocate for the aces. So Las Vegas yep. aces we have here. Two time champions. Yep. Um, but yeah, and so the Las Vegas, we're the third city, right, in the United States to yes. host this. Yeah, so this year it's us, Austin, and Miami. And how did we get picked in this? Do you know? Um, I do know that it's something that takes years of planning. I'm not sure exactly all the particulars of it, but I just know that we're lucky to have it. Um, it's not the first time we've had it here. It was here in the early 80s. Um, it was a little bit... Well, a lot of a smaller track. It was one of the smallest circuits they'd ever had. And it was around Caesars Palace and through the Caesars Palace parking lot. And some of the complaints with that were that, you know, they weren't achieving enough high speeds. And because it was, you know, a lot of corners and there weren't a lot of extended straights. But now we're like, okay, you're just going to race down the entire Las Vegas Boulevard for a mile. And then we're going to have you 
turn. And that should be pretty exciting. A lot of room for overtaking. But as far as how it got here, um, I think it just matters that it's here now and that we're trying to do the best we can to put on the best show we can. And I think it'll make a lot of people feel better. But wouldn't you say that, I mean, this was the toughest year. The groundwork was set yes. and now moving forward should be a lot smoother. Definitely. Based on a lot of the research and things I've been listening to, yeah, the first year is the worst year in terms of the preparation. We had to go through and repave half of the strip. We had to go through and, you know, tear out certain elements of the strip that we're used to seeing. But from here on out, it should be more so each year. It's a, you know, pop up and take down. And not to mention, you know, it did add a lot of jobs for locals that, you know, local construction workers and city planners and things like that, that I do think is a positive. From a non-betting standpoint, do you have a favorite driver that you uh, tend to cheer for? I do. I, I have a couple. It is very hard. Um, my Italian side, you know, I am part of the Tifosi. So I, I do root for Ferrari. I am a Carlos Sainz fan, but I like Fernando Alonso too uh, from Aston Martin. But I will say we should kind of keep an eye on Daniel Ricciardo because a few years ago, a bunch of the drivers did an interview and they were asked, if you could race anywhere in the world, where would you want to race? And he had mentioned Las Vegas. So I do know he's very excited to race here and I'm excited to see him race here. Uh, Ricardo going off right now at a, a hearty 500 to one yeah. behind us. Uh, again, Verstappen minus 350. Uh, not much of a shock with the dominance mm -hmm. he has shown so far this year. Uh, Ellen, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you uh, for having again. me. And, uh, you know, uh, I, will, I will say this. It's always good to have as many Maliulas in the studio as possible in one, uh, <laughs> in, in one hour because your dad's going to join us in about 20 minutes. But thank you so much and uh, giving us the background today of, of the race. Then, uh, again, late night here in Vegas on Saturday night. First time, like you said, since the 80s that Formula One has been here. And uh, I would imagine even with all the craziness that's gone on, this race will be a, looking a lot better than that Caesars Grand Prix <laughs> back in the 80s. For the exact so. reasons you said. Thank you so yes. much for being with us. Thank uh, you so much. Al Ellen Meliulo Garcia Alvarez, uh, F1 correspondent uh, with us here today. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to go deeper into Monday Night Football. Alex, uh, we're going to check in on the college basketball leans. We yep. should do that as well. Uh, and then uh, NBA, hockey, other a lot of other things on the card tonight here and on Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. We work hard to provide you with all the conveniences that will make you come back again and again. Things like free parking and easy checkout from the TV in your room. While you're here, be sure to use the club card to get all the perks, comps, free meals, and cash we want to send your way. It's simply the best player's reward system in Las Vegas. Membership is quick, easy, and free, and you can start earning points for cash and comps immediately. Go to the club booth to sign up today. Also take advantage of our business center, located right by the Benny Binion statue. Print boarding passes or enjoy the convenience of our FedEx, UPS, and U.S. mail services. Just another way we're here to serve. Also during your stay, don't forget the convenience of room service. You can enjoy a delicious meal in your pajamas from the comfort of your room. Just call extension 77085 or use the room service function on the TV in your room. And if you need a ride to or from the airport, our free airport shuttle can be scheduled with the front desk at extension 73139. Please give at least a 24-hour notice to reserve. For information on strip transportation, please call our bell desk. Finally, remember us for your next business meeting, conference, or banquet. From our 80,000 square foot exhibit hall to 70,000 square feet of convention space, which includes our grand ballroom, we have everything you need. Our getaway location and commitment to exceptional value and service have cemented our popularity with business communities around the country. Thank you for staying with us. Whether for business or pleasure, we're glad you're here. And we're here to serve. South Point Hotel, Casino and Spa, where there's something for everyone, all under one roof. Enjoy your stay. Welcome back in. It's Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Barles. 
Alex White's here as well. Big thanks to Ellen Maliuo, Garcia Alvarez, of course, uh, F1 correspondent. Uh, Vinny is now stalking the outside of the studio as well. So uh, we'll get uh, Vinny in a, in a few minutes, uh, giving us the Formula One, Ellen was, uh, in the last segment. Uh, odds up behind us here at the South Point now. Uh, see, there you go. Look at that. You can't hide, Vinny. You can't hide. Uh, right to the right. Uh, see, look at look at Ryan doing a a bang up job back there. All right, uh, Alex. Let's let's get into this. You know, before we get to Monday Night Football, I do want to I do want to go to this here. There are two hockey games tonight. Yes. The Oilers. This is their first game uh, post coach firing, correct? Yes, it is. Okay, so the Oilers are taking on the Islanders tonight. The other one is a playoff rematch of Colorado and Seattle. Um, I again, I haven't looked at a hockey slate in about five days, so this is all you here. Um, is there a, we always talk about in other sports, we've seen it with the Raiders the last two games, the first game or games post-coach firing the bump that a team sees. Do we, do you think we see that tonight with Edmonton or about a dollar sixty at home against an Islander team that just doesn't look the same right now from what you would expect? No, you're right. They are struggling too. They've lost four in a row and I would have to assume that we would. I mean, we, McDavid talked and said. He was shocked with the firing, right? And he mm -hmm. said that he um, he knew that it was on them. They weren't playing well. It didn't even matter. And he said that um, Woodcraft, Woodcroft didn't lose them. And um, so I would imagine they know that they need to play better and they're going to try and get up for it. And I don't, I don't know if this translates like it does with football necessarily. I don't really remember the last time we've seen a coach fired this early on in the season. And for hockey, like you see every few years, you see this where a coach gets canned five, ten games into the season. Uh, again, Edmonton, I think Edmonton's problems run a lot deeper than just the coaching staff. Uh, when you don't have a competent goalie on your roster, this sort of thing can happen. I know McDavid dealt with injury earlier in the year, yeah, but he was totally. I mean, a few, a few games ago, he's fighting. What are we doing here? Why, why is why is Connor McDavid dropping the gloves? Like, what, what are we doing here? Right. So. So uh, again, uh, I don't have anything on that game. No, uh, I, w I and I wouldn't lay that price. Dollar sixty this team right now. Right now. And right. then uh, Colorado and and uh, Seattle uh, cracking at home uh, in this one. You know, uh, I nearly took Seattle on Saturday. Thankfully, I did not because they got just eviscerated over the weekend. But uh, you're looking at the Kraken taking some money right now. They actually just took some money a few moments ago behind us. Dollar uh, thirty five at home, getting that nice price with the Kraken. Uh, six and a half to total. Are you doing anything here or no? No, I was, I leaned to the under here. I thought six and a half was a little high, but I just have to be careful because every time I say that with the Avalanche, then they put up six themselves. So I stayed away from these two tonight. All right, let's get to tonight's NFL game. Let's go there. Monday Night Football, Denver on the road against Buffalo. Broncos off the bye. The last time we saw Denver, they were beating the Chiefs. 24-9. Denver's won two in a row. And, you know, uh, I'll say this with the Broncos. Those first five games, defense was historically awful. Historically awful. Um, they, they blew that game to the Raiders somehow in week one. Um, the Commanders went there, came from 18 down, won that game. I know Denver had the two-point conversion try to tie that, that there was a blatant P.I. that just didn't get called. Uh, then obviously the 70 against Miami, which honestly may not be as impressive as giving up 31 to the Jets. Uh, but, uh, you know, Alex, this defense has found itself the last three games. Now, two of those are against Kansas City. Maybe that's just a matchup thing. And Chiefs are, had just had a hard problem with Denver's defense for whatever reason. Um, but now they go to Buffalo. The Bills, they're struggling. This is not... They are not the team that we thought they would be. Well, at least some thought they would be. I thought they were going to struggle a little more than most this year. But the Bills are 5-4. and four. We've talked about their defensive issues since Milano went out and Trey White went out with season-ending injuries and Achilles and a broken leg, respectively, for those two guys. I mean, look, they have not had an impressive performance since October 1st when they smoked Miami. Beat them up. Since then, lost to Jacksonville. Beat the Giants by five in a game they should have lost. Lost to New England. And then fortunate to hold on against Tampa and then losing last week to Cincinnati. Alex, they're seven and a half point favorites or eight point favorites like they are behind us, Buffalo is. 
Total's 47 and a half. I'm already on Denver this week, and I'm probably going to go back for some more before this game starts. Well, you have eight and a half right now. I yeah. laid seven with the Bills, so if they win by eight, we can both win if you don't go back. But if you go, <laughs> if you go grab the eight, then you're messing this up. But you have to remember, this team is undefeated at home this year. So I don't like laying big numbers in the NFL, but kind of like you said with the San Francisco 49ers yesterday, and I know they are not the San Francisco 49ers, but you would think they have to get it together here. And they're almost like the Dolphins, but they have a little bit better defense and they're not quite as explosive offensively. But what do they do? They beat up on inferior teams. Raiders, Commanders, and Bucks combined score 99 to 31. So I think being at home in Buffalo, Denver has to travel across the country. I think Buffalo can get this done and cover that number. The Bills are in a scenario here. We've talked about this with other teams. Your schedule is ridiculous the rest of the way. It's a game you got to find a way to win if you're Buffalo. You're six and four. You play the Jets, who just can't score next week. Even though Allen, the Jets already beat him in week one, and Allen has been dreadful against the Jets the last yeah. two years. But after that, if you if you lose one of these two games against the Broncos or the Jets, and are are six and five after eleven games, okay? Let's just go with that. Splitting the two games, probably worst case scenario for Buffalo. At Philadelphia, at Kansas City, Dallas, at the Chargers. All right, they'll beat New England in the rematch. And then at the Dolphins. Good luck. Good luck. And a play, a team that was a second favorite to win the AFC going yeah. into the year, favorites to win the division again, uh, a double-digit win total. All those are going to go up in flames if they don't sweep these next two games at home against teams that they are touchdown favorites against. Both games are seven right now against the Jets next week, which, by the way, I almost never bet the NFL on Monday. Very rarely. This was actually one of those games where I hopped in on Monday last week. The Jets and the Bills next week, Alex, have a total of 40 and a half right now. How is a Jets game getting to the 40s at this point? <laughs> How is that happening? So that's going to be in the account because that is not going to close 40 and a half next week. Uh, but again, for tonight, if this gets back to eight again, I'm going to take a little bit of more. Uh, on the Broncos. I, I just, it feels like a one score game tonight in Buffalo. Well, that's, that is the tough part, right? I mean, I do think the Bills win. It's the toughest part is deciding are they going to cover or not? And I do, I feel like they're going to win by 10 here, but for your eight and a half, I, you know, I kind of hope we find well, yeah, somewhere in the middle. An eight point win, both people win on desk. That's right. So that, that, that's okay if, if that ends up happening. By the way, the Broncos, I don't we, we, we kind of, threw the Broncos out here. But if the Broncos win, the Broncos get back to four and five with a game they're favored in next week against Minnesota on Sunday night. I mean, I, I know crazier things have happened, but we are talking about a league where the Raiders, uh, the Raiders and Steelers both have uh, negative 30 point differentials and are both 500 or better right now. So uh, again, I'm not saying anything crazy is going to happen with the Broncos down the line. They have played better. Yes, they played two bad. Uh, they played a bad offense in Green Bay that they beat, and there may just be something with the matchup this year with Kansas City. So, don't can't take much. But if they look better tonight and somehow spring an upset, I, that race for that seven seed in the AFC is a, is very funky right now. Crazier things have happened with a manageable schedule for the Broncos coming the rest of the year as well. Uh, I want to shift over to college football real quick, Alex, because you said you went through your numbers for this upcoming week. And all I will tell you is, because we're not, you, uh, you're actually going to be hosting punchlines because our guy Frank uh, is on assignment the next few days. Yes. Uh, so you'll be in with your, with your dad yes. uh, the next few days here. But I just want to bring this up because I won't, I, obviously tomorrow and Wednesday are my off days because we have action here Yes. the next few days. Uh, I I actually bet Eastern Michigan already okay. tomorrow. I laid the four against uh, against Akron. Uh, Akron, of course, coming off uh, a few weeks ago, the miraculous comeback against Kent State. Uh, and then last week came crashing back to earth, getting shut out by Miami of Ohio. Uh, I know Eastern Michigan is bad. <laughs> I mean, both of these teams are really bad. And Eastern Michigan has looked dreadful for the last month, but... They beat Kent State by two touchdowns at home. They're at home again. I, I think Eastern Michigan covers a short number at home tomorrow night. That was the only one for Tuesday night action that I gravitated towards. Honestly, that's the only one that I have a little value. I do have Eastern Michigan 
six point favorite here, but I didn't take that yet. Have you looked at Wednesdays because So I was gonna yeah. get there. What do you what do you what do you have there? So I actually was looking at Miami, Ohio. Oh, look at that. We're on the same thing there. Yes. Very good. So what uh what what would gravitate you to the uh, Red Hawks there? Well, I I have quite a few, quite a bit Please? of value there. I made them a fourteen point favorite. So oh, okay. I will probably be laying the nine with them. As long as that's what it still is. I am under two. How do you feel about that? 40, under on that one? Under 41 and a half. Probably not bad. Probably not bad. Some of those uh, Mac games, though, get a little weird at the end, and we've seen some overtime. and So that's the only thing that kind of makes me nervous there. Well, last time we saw Buffalo, they lost that game to Ohio. It was a good cover by the Bobcats in that one. Uh, Buffalo also came up short against Toledo. I don't think this Buffalo team is any good. Uh, and so they're three and seven. Uh, Miami of Ohio, I mean, look, it, it, win your last two, and Miami of Ohio goes to Detroit to take on Toledo in the MAC championship game. So, and actually, let me rephrase that. They only have to win one because, of course, they already have the tiebreak over both Ohio and Bowling Green. So one more win for Miami of Ohio, they're there. So I, I do like Miami of Ohio. That was the only thing on the two games on. Wednesday that pop, um, Ohio Central Michigan was right. I, I thought 10, 9, and all that same sort of pocket. No problem with that line. Just won't do anything on it. Uh, so, yeah, uh, two favorites. That's great. I love I love starting my week off with two favorites. That's usually a, a recipe for success, right, right. Alex? Absolutely. <laughs> By the way, uh, real quick here, uh, college basketball tonight. Uh, I am on St. John's in a game that's about to start at MSG. I laid it. Uh, I did not lay it overnight, so I missed the two and a half. I laid three. All right, so this game lands three. I push instead of win. Uh, the leans, since Alex White wants me to keep track of my college basketball leans, Alex, the only losing day on the leans in the first week of college basketball came yesterday, and that was still 500 record. It was just down on juice. Okay. It was two and two yesterday. Every other day was above water which means the leans might have to turn into plays here sooner rather than later. Absolutely. Uh, even though the, the leans that I did end up playing did all right too, was, uh, was uh, ahead on those this week, which you, is good, which is all that matters, graphic. right? Jeff's leans for college yeah. basketball. You Very just good, though. leaning off the chair <laughs> by the end of the whole segment uh, on that. St. John's, Michigan, by the way, the matchup, uh, probably the most anticipated St. John's game in, oh my goodness, probably seven years at this point, uh, whenever the last time they were in the NCAA tournament, at least, uh, for the yeah. Johnnies, or I should say at MSG, not including NCAA tournament games uh, on that. Also, the leans for tonight, um, I'll just give you what they were based off of overnight numbers and if they went against me or not. Uh, I, I thought ETSU against Butler at the top of the hour at 15 and a half was okay. That went against me. It's now 17 and a half. So that will be a bet for me at 17 and a half on ETSU. Sandy, or excuse me, South Dakota State, 10 and a half in the octagon against Kansas State tonight. Sa same number, hasn't moved. I think that's good. And then this, I, I'm a little bit shocked. And this has to do with the fact that Xavier is just not the same team they were a year ago. But 17 and a half on the road in West Lafayette is a ton of points to pass on. That's kind of, I know Purdue smacked around Samford and Moorhead State to begin the year. If they do that to a, 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 a power one plus six school in Xavier, so be it. I'm going to be on the Musketeers getting all those points tonight. Okay. I like them all. And then uh, there's nothing else tonight. Nothing, none of the extra games are any good. Um, missed a number on Arizona and Southern over. That's probably still okay at 161 and a half. Uh, but it's, uh, this will be a thing through college basketball season here on the show, just making sure uh, how the leans go. And I will say this, if, we, if, there, are, if there is a week like that again, right. I'll be a little bit surprised. <laughs> I, but, say, uh, I thought you were going to say something positive. But no, this will hey. definitely, this is great leading you up to March Madness. With oh, you. yeah. So keep it up. Let's, uh, well, one last thing before uh, Vinny comes back in. He'll be in in about five minutes. The NBA tonight. Uh, these are not in-season tournament games. That All those games tomorrow will be. Uh, Knicks at Boston, Washington at Toronto, Chicago, Milwaukee, and Cleveland and Sacramento. Looks like the Aaron Fox is going to go tonight for the Kings. 
Uh, so that line has shifted a little bit. That's either pick or Sacramento one now in that late night one. Milwaukee nine and a half against Chicago, where Ryan, where Ryan McCormick will claim it will be a Bulls home game yet again. Uh, Toronto eight and a half or eight against Washington and then the Knicks at Boston. The Celtics just have been a wrecking ball so far this year. Nine point favorites at home against the Knicks uh, there in Boston. Is there anything? That popped for you tonight, Alex White. Well, with that intro, you know, I, now I have to follow it up with, I took the nine points with the Knicks at I don't Boston. I problem with that. <laughs> so I, um, I, love this, I love this defense this team has. And, I mean, both of these teams are very good defensively. I was actually going to look at the under, too. But I think nine points is a lot. The Knicks won the first game of the season, so that makes me a little nervous. But it also lets me know that they can handle it, this matchup against them and I think it'll be close they can hang in there but I think Boston ultimately wins anything for you I think you know my stance on regular season NBA for the most part even though I will say this the one thing I do like doing in the NBA now I mean pre-flop is very difficult it just that's the and we, we've had this conversation the people who are specif specify or are, are specific to NBA betting right they are amongst the sharpest people anywhere, any sport, because it is such a hard thing to do. And there are a lot of people that are really good at totals in the NBA, more so than sides. Um, I've been taking a lot of pre-flop favorites at halftime or in the middle of the game, either laying small price or as an underdog, just because of the nature of what this league is, yep. where it feels like no one ever plays a full 48. Uh, Philadelphia on Friday was a perfect example of that, with losing at halftime to Detroit, who stinks. And they came back and won the game comfortably. Yeah. Uh, laid a point and a half at halftime for the game. They won by 10. They didn't so. They didn't cover, though. They... they won by eight? That's right. Sorry. He's, he's, that is right, because they didn't <laughs> cover the pre-flop number uh, that day. <laughs> That's right. See, was that in the parlay? Yes, it was. Ah, sorry, Ryan. Sorry. I should have should have should have just money lined it, Ryan. No, you shouldn't have done that. But uh, regardless, um, you know. I'll... But you're right, and you can do that with totals too, right? Sure, because yeah. it usually shifts if they come out and they start slow, and it was a high total, then you can look at taking the over or vice versa. But you're right, NBA is very tough, and I do have a lot of respect for those people that are very sharp at it. Yeah, there are there are just uh, so many good NBA, and again, this is across the board on this and. And again, for tonight, nothing pre-flop. Alex, though, on the Knicks getting nine. If there was a pre-flop bet that I would have taken, that would have been the only one I would have even considered tonight. Uh, even though I will say, until further notice, can we just take Jordan Poole's point total over at this point? Because he's going to shoot the ball at least 25 times. Uh, there in Toronto tonight. Poole right now, uh, if we're just going player prop on points, Jordan Poole's Player point prop is only 16 and a half. I mean, isn't that low? <laughs> isn't that low for the, the volume we'll probably have? Huh. Well, I may have just found an NBA preflop bet. Can't wait for can't wait for him to score 15 points. Is it too early to start looking at futures for NBA, like MVP it, talk? I mean, look, I, I think if you're looking at NBA MVP futures real quick, uh, I'll just go for a book that, that has them up right now and, and give you s some numbers that are out there. I think it's a two-horse race, at least to me. I, I think it's the two centers yet again. Yep. It's Jokic and Embiid. Yep, Whoever, exactly where I was going. Yeah, I, I, I know Luka is shorter than Embiid right now at a few spots. I know the Navs are off to an incredible start. Mm -hmm. I just don't see it unless if Dallas finishes with a top three seed in the West, which I don't see happening. So... Embiid, if you can get Embiid around eight to one, fifteen to two. Yeah. I know I just made Vinny happy with my fractions there. But uh <laughs> that's the way I would look. That that would be the only possible like NBA MVP because it's gonna come down to those two guys. And the Sixers, boy, uh, in my former job, Alex, I would I always went after Doc Rivers, the coach. I think he's I think he's clearly a good guy, but he's not a good basketball. He's not a good NBA head coach. And what the Sixers have done with Nick Nurse, who I think is great. Right. The Sixers are eight and one. I know. Maxie's taking a leap forward. 
Also, by the way, that Harden trade working out pretty good for the Sixers, even though they got basically nothing back for him. Because Har- Harden has just torpedoed the Clippers. He had. How has great. that happened? Well, there are just some guys. Paul George and Kawhi. How is that? They've just fallen apart. There are just some guys you can't win with. And James Harden's one of those guys. And he's been awful. And the Clippers, since trading for him, are 0-5. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, again, it, addition by subtraction for Philadelphia and then for the Clippers side, just not, not good enough. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Vinny will be with us in a few moments. Uh, we'll more to get to. We may, you know, we may even talk some futures. NFL-wise, we're more than halfway through the NFL season. Uh, college football, of course, getting to the end. And there is one college football game I do want to ask Vinny about because uh, some, uh, again, there may be some confusion this week if uh, a certain Pac-12 team beats a higher-rated team at home with people calling it an upset, even though it would not be based off the Vegas odds. We'll tell you about it next. Sports by the Book, South Point Studio. Once you've satisfied your hunger, get ready for more of the hottest casino games in Vegas. Our 24-hour, 30-table, non-smoking poker room proudly hosts all the most popular poker games with a variety of betting limits. Visit the poker room for a schedule of daily tournaments. Whether you're going to hold them or fold them, the best place for poker is at South Point Casino. You'll notice that our craps tables are usually the loudest in the casino. If you've never played, join one of our free craps lessons to find out what makes this game so exciting. Check with the craps dealer for schedules and give it a roll. Bingo is also an exciting way to spend your time. We offer seven sessions of bingo every day. And each session includes a cash ball jackpot, 12 bingo games, a progressive double action game, and a $10,000 bonus coverall. Electronic units are available. If you haven't played bingo with us, give it a try today. Guests can also get in on the action at our one-of-a-kind race and sports books. Two separate rooms designed to maximize your experience and comfort. Our sports book, with over 400 seats, puts you right in the middle of the action, 24 hours a day. The friendly ticket writers are happy to help, and it's conveniently located next to the famous Del Mar Deli, where you'll find supersized portions of delicious deli items like roast beef, pastrami, and Reuben sandwiches, or soups, salads, and pizza plus spectacular desserts fit for a king. And right next door is the race book, over 150 seats, each with its own TV screen. There are 16 interactive player terminals, so you can bet right from your seat. Welcome back in. It is Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Alex White is here. And there he is. He's wandered into the studio. I think I got, I heard I got replaced. He did. <laughs> he did. I, with, with another Maliula. Listen, you can't have too many Maliulas in the studio, right? <laughs> well, that was, uh, that was, it was a proud moment for me. Yeah. I know. Of you're, course, you're, the three of you did a wonderful job, as always. We're, 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 we're happy. We made you happy. Well, listen, I'm glad. I'm glad because I feel like you know it, it's, it's a rarity in sports to have uh, the same family start a game and then get the close it. That's right. <laughs> well, you're you're kind of like the Griffies, right? Same outfield, a little bit. Yeah, maybe? you could say that. Yeah, could. Yeah, I like no, that. There's no PED, so we can't say you're the Bonzes. No, no. <laughs> not unless you. You, if if you if count, co- if coffee's a PED, I was going to say if trouble. espresso and yeah. and Chianti are considered PEDs, then I'm guilty. You're in big trouble <laughs> on that one. All right, let's uh, let's do the NFL game tonight, and then I I have yep. some college football. Okay, buddy, sure. For you because yep. the lines are out for college football. Yep. For this and there's a lot of ultimate a lot of action. Week. And by the way, so here I Go got ahead. corrected before by Ann. God bless her. I said, uh, I want to do something. I'm going to put out a teaser. And she laughed at me. And she said, teaser? Said, oh, wait, I got confused with my terminology. So I'll tease. Uh, I'll put out a tease. She's nodding. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> See, I'm paying attention. So I'll put out a tease on a, a game that uh, has gotten more action so far than any other any other game for next week. Go ahead. 
Well, okay. No, go That's for it right away. I want. I want. I know. I don't want rice. I want it right away. Okay, go to go to next week's rotation of three fifty five, three fifty six. You want to see if you're involved? Two way action on rice and Charlotte. I'm Chris, not involved. Chris, Chris, you know, uh, Chris, uh, Andrew's director here, right? Uh, puts out the uh, the following week's NFL then on Sunday night, uh, right after halftime, and then Monday morning uh, the colleges go up. So this game went up, and Rice was a two-point favorite. They laid to two, laid two, and now it's toggling back and forth. They're laying two and a half and taking three. Limit plays, by the way. These are these are not uh, uh, just casual plays. These are a minimum of $10,000 plays. People love Biff Pogi. That's all I'll say. Apparently, People love Biff Pogi. Some do. Yes. Significantly. <laughs> I. You know what? Every week we have one of those games. Like, yeah. What is happening? And yeah. this week it's uh, sure. it's Rice and Charlotte on that. All right. Well, you know what? You know what, Jeff? Just to interrupt. Yeah. yeah because we were, we were talking the other day, and remember on on, on Friday, uh, uh, football Friday with uh, with Chris and Jimmy and I in, and we looked at the schedule, and we were talking about, boy, it doesn't necessarily look to have. A lot of appeal, right? There weren't as many appealing games. But when you think about it, and Alex, I know because you were you're in action, Jeff, you're in action. There was plenty of appeal and interest when you look at how how close these games were and how they came down to uh, the final possession. And or you know, right? I mean, yeah. so there, oh, yeah. there's the appeal. Certainly, when when it, when it comes to the betting aspect of it, the the appeal. People will find an appeal at some point, right, Alex? I mean, you know, you, you, you follow that, that that theory. Absolutely, Vinny. And, yeah, yesterday was one of the most exciting Sundays that we've had. Five games ending with a field goal. Um, and sa- Saturday, too. I mean, college football has not disappointed at all yeah. this year. Yeah, I, again, last weekend I thought was the best college football sure. weekend by a yeah. while. La- this past week was pretty good, uh-huh. uh, to say the very least. Uh, you know, since we're on college football, I just – Let's do what I teased well, here. We can end with NFL. Yeah, well, let's okay. do what I teased here, Vinny. Oregon State and Washington, okay? Okay. Washington is undefeated. They need to go, realistically need to go 13-0 if they're going to be in the playoff. If and, they're going to be be considered, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Right? When you, you think about what, it. I think they'd be considered a 12-1 Pac-12 champion with, with two wins over Oregon, but it may be an uphill battle here. Uh if Oregon State wins the game, there will be plenty of people yelling, upset, upset. Not right now, according to the numbers, but Oregon State is a one-and-a-half-point favorite this week against the uh, Huskies there in Corvallis. The, uh, let's get to that game to see if... Um, 379-380. So no no movement just yet. So Oregon State, one-and-a-half. Yeah, I, I can tell you who screams upset. The pollsters and people who pay attention to it, and again, with all due respect to everything like that, but at the end of the day, if Oregon State wins this game, which is basically a pick game, right, at one and a half, and they're home, right. and this is a terrific team, this is not an upset, okay? I mean, that that's that's the reality of it. If, if you know, if, if, if you consider uh, a ranking, which is not a rating, okay, then sure. But that's not how, in our world, uh, what constitutes uh, an upset. I mean, they are the fact of the matter is they're a slight favorite. They may get they may get to be bet to a bigger favorite, Alex. They may get to be bet to the dog. Also possible. But it's because again, it's it, it's a, a, a you know only a one and a half. But uh, if they win the game in in our world, and when I say our world, our side of the counter, it certainly would not constitute an upset. No, and then from the other side, maybe Washington um, fans will be saying that they got the upset because they <laughs> yeah. knew that Oregon State was yeah. the favorite. There you what, go. Did, what did you make that game? I have Washington as a slight favorite, I, like I, a one-point favorite. On on my uh, list that I always do at the beginning of the week, Washington was on mine. Uh, I, I, it's, it's also just kind of a testament to how good of a team Oregon State it, has been yeah. this year where, oh, yeah. where hey, look, uh, they are – they would have they would have to beat Oregon next week in order to get they'd have to win both games in order to get here to Vegas to get to the Pac-12 title game. Yes, um, they're they're going to be a, at least a touchdown underdog at Oregon next week. Oh, uh, and probably closer to ten, right? Vinny? It'll be it'll be higher. I mean, yeah. uh, looking at the ratings right now, that game is at Oregon. Um, ten. 
at Oregon. Yeah, it's about nine ten. Yeah, yeah, I'd say. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me if there's a ten. I mean, I have it with the home field. Yeah, but again, it's still a rivalry game too, right? And so they're they're, they're well, kind of the last one of the last one of those. Another last uh, yeah. another last uh, uh, one like uh, like we're seeing. Uh, we saw Bedlam uh, the last Bedlam at least for the foreseeable future a couple of uh, weeks ago, and this may be the last Civil War for uh, I don't know for uh, for quite some time. By the way, quick uh, quick note uh, tonight for the Bills. Uh, inactives, actives. Micah Hyde is out. We did know that coming in. Uh, mm -hmm. Stephon Diggs, of course, totally fine after a midweek injury going into it. So you know, let's go. Let's go into this theme yeah. tonight. Uh, Vinny, you guys have the only eight here in Vegas mm -hmm. right now on this one. Uh, Bills favorite, of course, at home against the Broncos. Forty-seven and a half your total on this one, Vinny. Yeah, and this is you know a product of of, of a couple of things. Certainly, money and money dictates it. Uh, uh, and uh, we are at this game opened seven and a half, went down to seven. But let's remember too, right? Everything culminates with this game. Every I, I should say everything starting with last Thursday in particular, right? Um, you've got the Thursday night game, which lights the fuse. And then I always say that the Monday night game is the is you know typically the explosion. And uh, you you know at this point what we're trying to do is juice out. We have the vigorous working for us, have the math working for us as best as possible. Why? Because there is exposure typically to both sides, right? Because there are parlays, uh, teasers, uh, parlays in, in terms of the point spreads, in terms of money lines going to both sides so you've just got to write as much business as possible but again it, it it's up to eight because there's a little bit more exposure and uh, with the digs news the other day it started to, to to roll that way and um you know money money dictates uh, to how uh how it will now will move now is it is it a take for some folks at eight i, I yeah it's pretty good two-way because we've been at eight uh for uh, uh pretty much most of the afternoon well you know of course you have two-way right here at your desk that you love gives me gives me a smile whenever there's two-way action in the studio at the desk yeah well, well, that's what again, we seek there are two teams there's one college team and one nfl team that whenever they're involved which by the way alex and i are on the same side this upcoming week in a college game with the with texas tech which huh? should scare alex in a humongous <laughs> way <laughs> that i actually like texas tech this week uh, but it's whenever, a good number, two and a half. I think they, I think they should be five. Okay, so, so yeah, I, I, there you go. See, you see, press it up. Even so, though you've been <laughs> but, them. but regardless <laughs> of the on, on the bill on the bill side of it, again, like I'm lower on the I, I'm probably lower on the bills than almost anyone at this point. And Alex has the bills more in line with what the market plays at. Well, we also think you're probably taking into consideration a few other things too, right? Um, certainly, uh, look, Denver has played better in in recent weeks. Um, the Bills are are struggling with uh, with something, particularly on offense, right? I mean, a players only meeting earlier this week. I think it only involved the the offense too, from what I understand. Um, even though the the defense has suffered significant injuries. Mm -hmm. Um, the defense has not been awful. It's the offense, I think, that seems to to have sputtered some. Um, so I think when you when, when you combine both thing, you know, both aspects, and you know the fact that the Bills have not played to I think a level, Alex, that a lot of folks expected to this point. You know, maybe that that for us is good because that was what helps contribute to the two way action. Well, but you can't over adjust right Vinny and I think that's what I'm afraid of because yeah. it's not just this year I mean this Bills team has been at the top of the AFC for how many years now yeah. two or three mm -hmm. so to me I feel like I have to keep that into consideration that at any minute they could switch and get right back there kind of like Joe Burrow and the Bengals what they did but and then you said something recently that actually really stuck with me and you said be careful betting momentum in the NFL. Yeah. You, you can get away with that in college, but NFL is a little so, yes, the Broncos have won two in a row, but I'm not jumping there yet. No, them. no, it's a, it, it's, a, it's a great point, Alex. You know, uh, uh, certainly, you know, and momentum changes too with matchups. You, you know, it, 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 it shifts. Um, you know, the, the Titans 
looked like they had a lot of momentum a couple of weeks ago. And then you look at a game like, like yesterday and you say, my goodness, how, right. you know, uh, the unpredictability of it all. But that's also why in, in a case like tonight also, perhaps it is a, an in-game or, or a second half. Again, remember this, and I know this is going to probably sound a little contradictory to to folks out there because you think, oh, you know, Vinny, you just want everybody to bet, to bet, to bet. No, first of all, bet within your means, number one. Number two, frankly, sometimes, uh, you know, the most important bet you make is the one you don't make. That's right. And, and, and when I say that, it doesn't cost us handle because at some point you're going to get involved. And whether it's in this game or not, It'll be something along the way, and it's 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 good advice because you you can't bet every game. You, you, if you yeah. bet every game, laying eleven to ten, again to break even, you've got to hit fifty two point four percent just to break even. And if you want to make money at it, you know you probably got to have to start at about fifty five and go from there. So again, I never want to see you know somebody get to that point and and, and get beyond their means uh, by any, uh, by any stretch. Vinny, uh, just uh, I want to I want to ask you real quick uh, on the sports that Alex and I talked about earlier. Uh, early season NHL, early yeah. season NBA, uh, very early season college basketball. How has that been so far uh, behind the counter? Great, with you guys? Uh, great question. Uh, more of a niche, and I'll I'll tell you particularly. So so let's look at it. Let's start with the NBA. Um, you know, s- specialists in all three, but NBA. I think people are still trying to figure out. I th- Listen, we're still seeing load management, which I think frustrates a lot of folks. Sure does. <laughs> um, uh, but people are paying attention to, you know, who which teams are in a rhythm and which ones are trying to find a rhythm. Clearly, the Philadelphia 76ers, for example, are in a rhythm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the Los Angeles Clippers are not. Now, a lot of people feel that's the hardened factor, whether it is or not. I mean, there's no coincidence either, uh, perhaps. But I think people are still trying to to, to find that. But you have your uh, your your niche there. Uh, casual folks more so during the week, but the casual fan will follow football and put football first and foremost. Uh, hockey definitely a niche market. I was just talking to a, a dear friend uh, out here, and he said, "You know, I found something." And uh, uh, I said, what, what is it? He goes, I found hockey. I found the NHL. He goes, I, got, I have to stay away from football a little while. And what he's, what he's done is, is zone in and zero in on, I'm going to just follow hockey. I'm going to pay attention to what's happening. I'm going to track goaltending. I'm going to watch injuries and watch travel and things like that. So, uh, And now college basketball is, uh, as Alex can attest to, she grew up with this uh, with her, her dad, uh, you know, Kenny and her, and her grandpa, Pete, uh, and, and they did a great job and continue to do terrific work in, in college basketball, especially the first month of the season. And so uh, very, very much a, uh, a professional element. Again, casual fans will get involved with all of them, but the casual fans will be more involved with football, especially when we, we've got football every night. But your, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, night the casual fans will bet more nba nhl and college than the rest of the football schedule i'm glad ellen came in because i did not know very much about formula one and the whole team things Mm -hmm. 10 teams two drivers was very interesting she kind of gave us a long shot which was awesome but how have you done on the handle with formula one just put it up today alex and i think um we'll we'll get we'll gauge i think we'll do well because any time uh you know we have an event here in when i say here in in las vegas we can always uh, add you know 20 to 25 percent to it so um you know uh i think the fact that uh, uh, you, Jeff, and Ellen talked about it a little bit. Maybe you know wet some folks' appetites uh, a bit. The the information is out there. Uh, again, encourage folks if they didn't see the piece, watch it and and follow it. Um, there's plenty of local coverage as well. So, um, but it, I I think it'll uh, we'll see more of it than we would say if, <clears throat> with all due respect to the event in Miami or, right. or, or or overseas. And interesting because they have like the practice. Runs. Yeah, and you can go see it. Yeah, you can go see it. And yeah, then you can come. And then you, you like. can go see the practice, and then come see Chris, Jimmy, and Vinny. There you go. <laughs> oh, 
Jimmy Vaccaro may be the most entertaining thing of everything. Though. Well, listen. I mean, let's, I mean, be, goes, let's be real. That goes without saying. I mean, I the mean, American you know, treasure himself. That's right. Oh. He's, he's, the, he's the show. Oh, always is when he's in that's the studio, right, right Vinny? That's Absolutely. right. Absolutely. Again, week, week 11 in the NFL coming up. Uh, Alex uh, and your dad, Kenny, in tomorrow for Frank on Excellent. Punchlines. Yes. Uh, tomorrow on Wednesday, noon. Actually, one. Tom tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday. Oh, three days. Sorry. Excuse me. Yes. Don't want to we'll undersell. Uh, the Alex, Alex show. Uh, Alex and Ken <laughs> Alex White, her dad, Kenny White, of course, uh, both uh, a handicapping family. That's right. Uh, the White family going to third generation uh, next to me and Alex. Uh, they're on punchlines tomorrow, noon to one, right here on the stream. Uh, we're back on Thursday, normal, three o'clock, uh, getting you ready for a big time Thursday night game between Baltimore and Cincinnati. Uh, and the entire Week 11 NFL card and Week 12 in college football. Just you snap your fingers in the college football season. That's right. Goes all the way through. Uh, boy, going to be some interesting stuff over the next three weeks to figure out who makes that college football playoff. Uh, Vinny, thank you. Good to be with Alex, both of thank you. you. Excellent. Jerry and Ryan, thank you. I'm Jeff Parles. We'll see you again on Thursday on this show. Punchlines back tomorrow with Alex and her dad, Kenny White, right here at the South Point Studio.